Welcome to the podcast. We call it The Assembly, and we're glad to have you along with us. Always glad to have you along with us because we are interested in the things of Jesus, and we're sure that's what you're interested in, only exalting and magnifying him because he is worthy of that. He is the Son of God, he is the Savior of the world, and he is the reason for our existence. And we are saved from our sins because of Jesus. Romans chapter 6 deals with that. It says that we are buried with him in baptism and raised to walk in newness of life. In Christ, we have newness of life. And you remember 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So in Jesus, everything can be new. Everything can be brand new. And you can be a new person. You can have a new start in life anytime you want it by coming to Jesus, repenting of your sins, and asking for his forgiveness. By being united with the Lord, you have forgiveness. You have newness of life, a new life for yourself because of Jesus, because of what he's done for you. And then he goes on to say that if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. In other words, we are united with Christ by faith, and we become one with him. Remember Paul said in Galatians 2 and verse 20, I'm crucified with Christ. Well, that's what he's talking about in Romans chapter 6, that his experience, Christ's experience, becomes ours because of faith, our faith in him. What's true of him is true of us if we have faith in him. And that's the way God reckons things, that we have been crucified with him. We have newness of life because we have given ourselves to the Lord. And in God's way of reckoning things, the old man is dead. The old person that sinned and lived in sin and didn't care whether or not he did right or wrong or she did right or wrong is crucified with Jesus and it no longer has any power. So he goes on to say in that chapter, sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under law, but under grace. You don't have to live under sin's power or sin's control any longer because of the grace of God, because of what God has done for you in Jesus. And it's a powerful victory that you have in Christ that comes only by faith. It comes because you trust in him. It comes because of him, but it is your trust in him that puts you in contact with that, puts you in connection with that. Trusting in Jesus and nothing but Jesus to get you home to heaven and to give you new life. So think about it, all of your sins taken away and all of your sins gone and a new life, a new creature. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Not some things, not most things, but all things have become new. And no matter what your past was like, no matter where you've been, no matter how bad it has been, no matter how it appears to you, if you have Christ, it is taken away and it is made completely new. So give your life to Jesus and give your heart to him and make up your mind that you're going to trust him and you're going to obey him. Don't let sin reign in your body. Don't let sin reign in your life. Don't let it have control, but live for Jesus and do the things that he has called you to do. And all things become new, and you become new, and you begin to live a new life. That is salvation from our sins.
because of Christ. And it's dealt with in Romans chapter 6. And he says a lot more in that chapter. It's a powerful chapter and a good chapter to study. But its focus is on salvation and how we have that through Jesus. And he says in verse 11, very powerful verse, Likewise, you also reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Reckon yourself means to, to put it down on the books of your mind, to chalk it up mentally. Reckon yourself to be dead to sin. Now, you're not dead, you're alive, but you're dead to sin. That is, sin is not your master any longer. And you have to remind yourself of that. You have to put that down in your mind and reckon yourself so that because of Jesus and what he's done for you, you no longer have to live under the dominion of sin. Sin shall not have dominion over you. You're not under law, you're under grace. It is the grace of God that delivers you from sin. So salvation from sin is a very powerful, powerful thing. And it comes to us through Jesus, and we need to reckon ourselves dead to sin if we are in Christ, if we have come to Christ for salvation and we are trusting in him and living for him, then we need to reckon ourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right, but not only does he deal with salvation from sin in Romans chapter 6, Romans chapter 7 deals with something that is also very powerful, and that is our struggle with sin. You remember in Romans chapter 7, Paul talks about the fact that he doesn't always find the power to do what he wants to do. And sometimes he does the things he doesn't want to do. He does the things that he hates. And he's talking about struggling with sin. He wants to do what's right, but he doesn't always find the power to do what's right. And sometimes he does what's wrong. And he's talking about the experience of every believer because all of us struggle with sin. We struggle with doing the things that God has called us to do. So we are fighting a fight. We are in a fight, and it's the flesh versus the spirit. He says, in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work waging war against me, and that is the law of sin. So sin has not gone away, and the power of sin in his life has not gone away. He has to fight it, and we have to fight it because we are still in the flesh. And we have the spirit of God living in us, but we're still living in the flesh. And the reason we need the spirit of God is because we still sin and we still struggle with sin. And there are a lot of people who think that you get to a point where you don't struggle at all, where you have overcome all of your sin and temptation doesn't bother you and you just walk in complete victory. But that is not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that, yes, complete victory is yours through Christ, but you're still going to struggle in the practical aspect. In your position, you are absolutely perfect. God has given you that. He has given you a perfect position in Christ and you are completely saved and your sins are forgiven, but you are struggling with sin as far as practice is concerned because we all are called to obey God. We're all called to do the things that God wants us to do, and we don't always do that. Paul says, I don't always find the strength to do what I want to do. I don't always do what I know is right. Sometimes I do things that I don't want to do, and it's a very simple struggle that he's going through. We've all experienced it. And we all know what he's talking about, flesh versus the spirit. So he says toward the end of the chapter, who will deliver me from this body of death, O wretched man that I am? And he's talking about himself as a fleshly being, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the one who delivers us. He delivers us from this body of sin, this body that is good at sinning and wants to sin. The flesh is what he's talking about. And it is through Christ that we are delivered. 
from this struggle. And we are given the power to overcome sin in our life, even though we struggle with it. And it's good to remember that Paul struggled with it as well. All the saints who have gone before us have struggled with it. And the question is, are you struggling with it? That's the question. Is it a struggle? A lot of people sin and it doesn't bother them. They don't even care. And we've all been in that boat before ourselves. But when we come to Jesus, it does bother us. We begin to struggle against sin and we want to defeat sin in our life. And nothing can defeat us. Sin cannot defeat us if we are staying close to Christ and depending on him. But where is the desire of our hearts? Is the desire of our hearts to defeat sin and to stop sinning? Yes, that is it. We don't want to sin. We don't want to do wrong. We want to do what's right. We want to please God. That's where the struggle comes from, the struggle against sin. So in Romans 6, you have salvation from sin, but in Romans 7, you have the struggle with sin, and it's an ongoing thing. And we need to remember that. We need to remember that we are human. We are in the flesh, and we are struggling. And sometimes we lose certain battles. But we get up, and we ask God's forgiveness, and we repent of those sins, and we ask him to help us not to do it again. We don't give up and go back to the world. We give our hearts and lives to Jesus. And when we struggle, we admit that we struggle. We admit to God that we struggle. We don't ever trust in ourselves. We trust in Christ. And then that leads us to one of the most important chapters in the Bible, Romans chapter 8, which deals with our security in spite of our sin. So you have salvation from sin in Romans 6. You have the struggle with sin in Romans 7. But in Romans 8, you have security in spite of the fact that you sin, in spite of the fact that you mess up. Because in Romans chapter 7, you're struggling with sin. But in Romans 8, he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And in verse 4, he says, and in the King James and the New King James, it says it in verse 1, walking not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is a way to walk. He's talking about your way of life. And your way of life is to walk not after the flesh but to walk after the Spirit. In other words, you're giving into one or the other. You're giving into the flesh or you're giving into the Spirit. And in order to be right with God, you give in to the Spirit. Giving into the Spirit means yielding to the Spirit of God in your life. Now, again, I said this before, and it's important to recognize it. The reason that we need the presence of the Spirit in our life is because we struggle with sin. We need his power. We need his control within us. And so we have it. And he says that the righteous requirement of the law is fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit in verse four of Romans eight. Now the righteous requirement of the law is perfection. That's what is required. That's righteousness. And in order to be right with God, you have to be perfect. But the only way to be perfect for sinners is for Jesus to give you his perfection. So when someone says uh, you have to be perfect in order to please God, a lot of people hear, well, I'm not perfect. You just said I sin. Yes, that's true. That's the reason that Christ came to save you. He came to make you perfect. And he gives you perfection and righteousness as a gift. And it is fulfilled in us as we walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We're struggling with sin. We're not trying to sin on purpose. We're trying to do what's right. And we're living according to the spirit rather than according to the flesh. And it's a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle of yielding to the spirit. He goes on to say, those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. So which one are you doing? Are you setting your mind on the things of the flesh 
or are you setting your mind on the things of the Spirit? You're setting your mind on one or the other. You're setting your mind on God and Christ and doing what's right, or you're just going about life, living the way that you want to, following the devil, living for the devil, and not caring what God thinks and not caring what God wants. It's one or the other. So when you live according to the Spirit, you set your mind on the things of the Spirit, and you're trying to please the Lord through the Spirit. He says, if the Spirit of God dwells in you, then you belong to Christ, and you can put to death the deeds of the body. He says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die. This is about verse 13. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. If by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. The Spirit's power is at work within us. So the reason that we have the flesh versus the Spirit warring in us is because the flesh is not dead and the flesh is not gone, but the Spirit is in us to help us to grow, to help us to win, to help us to have victory, to help us to overcome the flesh. And he gives us the victory through Jesus. And by the Spirit, by yielding to the Spirit, by walking according to the Spirit rather than according to the flesh, we have total victory over the power of sin in our life as far as it dominating us. Still make mistakes, but we don't live under the dominion of sin because of Christ, because of God's power within us. So it is an amazing, amazing story and an amazing gift that he gives us. He gives us salvation through Christ and he gives us help through the power of the Holy Spirit. And he, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit lives within us, and he helps us to live for Jesus. Ephesians 3 and verse 16, we are strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner person. Strengthened to live for God. Strengthened to live for Christ. And you don't feel the Spirit necessarily. Uh, now, if you believe that he's there, you might have certain feelings, but it's not a feeling. It is a, it's an awareness of a promise. We are aware of the promise of God that he has given us the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit lives within us, and we have the power of God at work in our lives. And so we're trying to do what's right. No matter where we've come from, no matter what we've done in the past, now we have the help to do differently and to overcome certain things that have hurt us in the past and have messed us up and got us off track and when we were walking according to the flesh. But now we walk according to the Spirit, and we live by the Spirit, and we yield to the Spirit, and we believe that we have the Spirit because the Spirit's power is at work within us because God has given us that in our lives because we need it. Why do we need it? Because we still struggle with sin. We have a sin problem, and we have the power of God to overcome it. So remember those three chapters in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 6, you have salvation from sin. Romans 7, though, you have the struggle with sin. And I may not understand everything Paul says in that chapter. Nobody probably understands everything he says, but his point is clear that we're still struggling and we're going to struggle because of the flesh. But in Romans 8, we have the security because of Christ and because there is no condemnation in Christ. We have the security of salvation in spite of the fact that we sin because God says there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. As long as you're walking according to the Spirit rather than according to the flesh, you have total victory. You have total forgiveness. And the forgiveness is yours anyway. Don't misunderstand me to say that it depends on how well you walk in the, the, the Spirit. The forgiveness is given to you as a gift when you trust in Christ. That's clear. All right, Trusting in Christ brings salvation. But we are called to live according to the Spirit rather than according to the flesh. So those who are truly saved will certainly do that. 
and strive to walk according to the way God wants you to live. And that is the way of the spirit rather than the way of the flesh. So do that and think about the goodness of God in giving you the presence of the spirit, the power of the spirit in your life to help you overcome sin after he's forgiven you of your sins. He wants you to live for him practically, as well as, as far as your position, you have forgiveness, you have perfection. Uh, God has given you those things as a gift. Your position in Christ is one of absolute perfection. But what about your practice? Well, he wants you to live for him, and he wants you to do that on a daily basis. He wants you to do that on a consistent basis. When you receive Christ as Savior, you receive him as Lord, and you're called to do the things that he says. And the way to do that is to walk not after the flesh. Don't give in to the flesh. Don't let the flesh rule in your life, but to live according to the Spirit. Let the Spirit rule in your life. And that's the key. God's way is always the best way. And God has given us everything that we need to be victorious in Jesus. We thank you for joining us. And we hope these things will motivate you to think about all the good things that God has done for us in Christ and all the blessings that you have in Christ. And if you're not a Christian, I hope it will motivate you to see that salvation is offered. And if you're not saved, if you're not a Christian, I hope it will motivate you to see that salvation is offered to you and Christ died for you. And he wants you to come to him and receive that salvation from sin so that you can be eternally secure and eternally saved. And that's what you have in Christ. So think about all of these things and rejoice because they are true, because Jesus is a wonderful, wonderful Savior. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Assembly Podcast. And we thank you for joining us.